Welcome back to the podcast called Tell the World. I'm your host, Ota. How is your Monday going? Are we still getting used to this quarantine life inside the house? Is it making any difference in your lives right now that you can be together with your family and uh, spend more time with them and, you know, just get back used to, you know, knowing each other? I mean... It's not often that we can spend as much time with each other inside our homes. So how does that work out for us? For me, it's good because I'm able to uh, communicate more with my my uh, my youngest daughter. And she's about to graduate and she's talking to me about graduation every day and her prom. And... You know, I'm I'm telling her to be very optimistic about, you know, her having a graduation because she feels like she's not going to have one as well as not have a prom. So um, my job there is to, you know, just tell her to just, you know, you know, be patient. And um, our lives right now and our health is more important than anything. So we can't, you know, rush this process of uh, this virus out here because right now we have to be real careful uh, not just for ourselves, but for each other. So that's what I've been doing more of, you know. Um, if I could get any chance to uh, help her uh, do anything, like I'm helping her with her, um, preparing her for a driver's test. So uh, we may do a little driving. Uh, we keep our distance, but, you know, I, I'm still able to show her some things from a, a distance inside the car. So... We put in about 20 minutes of just practicing with parallel parking. And, you know, that that works out for us. So we're trying to make time to do the things that we need to do to get by through all of this. I did pay a visit to uh, Texas uh, this weekend, and uh, the weather was real great. You know, it was warm, so uh, it was about, what, high 70s. And uh, nighttime kind of gets like a little cool, like I believe it's dropped down to the, like the 50s. So uh, I believe we're still in that springtime. So weather's still a little funny, but, you know, we're getting there. Uh, we were uh, discussing some things about um, the deaths of how many people that have passed away. It's almost up to 41,000, so... It's just weird how these numbers just keep climbing. The death toll is just climbing and climbing. And, you know, uh, the media was saying that they had changed the death toll, but the death toll would be at least 60,000. But if we're at 41,000 almost, 60,000 is not far. You know, they were saying this toll weight of 60,000 would be, we would have that by August, but we're up to forty-one. Uh, and this is bad. Uh, my last podcast I was saying was, was, uh, the numbers just seem funny. The numbers just, just, just seems real, just weird. Um, I mean, all this depth that's just constantly happening. And, you know, I watch some news, I watch some CNN. We're all not fans of CNN, but, you know, I, I, I take information that I need from CNN. I don't take all the information and feel like it's it's all true, especially when it comes to poll numbers and this death toll right now. And, um, you know, the people that they have shown that passed away, uh, 
Um, it's just some of the same clippings of what I've already seen about two weeks ago. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the numbers are fake, but, you know, that's a lot of death here in the United States. A lot. And I'm, I'm still trying to understand the flu of how much the flu kills people every year. So, I mean, but this regular coronavirus here versus the flu, it's like, it's, it seems like the numbers are greater. And so the regular flu may just be nothing compared to this coronavirus flu. So we're trying to figure out, you know, which flu is the worst? I, I believe uh, I was told that the regular flu was the worst virus to have. It killed more people. But I beg a difference with that because it just seems like this coronavirus is just the process of how fast it's going. It's, it's, it's killing them almost like it's a thousand a week. By the end of the week, we're up to like almost 2,000 deaths. That's how fast it's moving. So that's why I question it sometimes, but, you know, uh, just still gathering information. I was also uh, talking to my daughter. She's uh, from a whole other state, and, um, you know, she was telling me about her job, and I also was telling her to make sure that she, you know, keep a mask on to protect herself and her newborn son. He had had open-heart surgery, so... Uh, I just wanted to make sure that we just keep that communication clear to uh, keep a mask on and just make sure that you uh, sanitize yourself, wash your hands and the baby hands and make sure that, you know, he's more protected, you know, because of the, uh, two years ago he had uh, open heart surgery. And she was telling me her her job, that she works at the hospital, so she does more, uh, she goes where she cleans the uh, hospital rooms and I didn't know this so I just found this out this weekend and so I was like in shock like uh are you making sure that you uh protect yourself and she was telling me yes she does but you know I'm just making sure are you wearing your mask are you wearing gloves are your feet protected so I was going through a whole list of things just to make sure and she was telling me yes she was but then she hesitated there, there a little bit, and I was almost like thinking, you know, you're not telling me everything. And so some of the things that she was telling me was was that, uh, like, if someone did have the uh, coronavirus, she had to go in there and clean that room up. And it was not, not like it was something that she wanted to do, but she said that uh, preparing her to go in there was a problem because... She didn't have all the necessary things, like wearing a mask. And I'm telling her, like, well, wait a minute. You can't be entering those rooms if you're not wearing a mask. You need to make sure that you got everything on protecting yourself when you go off in that room and clean it. And uh, she says she is now. And I'm like, you are now? I mean, come on. Did you or did you not? So she was also telling me that it was weird because she said that she was seeing people that passed away in that room and they still would have the body there so the body would be covered up and she would have to go in there and she would have to you know start cleaning 
with the body in there. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're taking care of a room that already has a body in there. You know, I was telling her, just make sure you got your gloves. Make sure that you got your your uh, shoe protectors to protect your feet because you can bring this stuff home and you can catch it. And your travels trying to get back home, someone else can get it based on your, up under your feet. So make sure that you're protecting underneath your shoes. Make sure when you get home, spray alcohol with your shoes, some type of disinfectant. So, you know, uh, there's protocols to uh, blood spills and germs and stuff. So they, they have to train these workers the professional way to protect themselves because there are cases where some nurses and doctors have caught this virus in cases where they died, died from this. So I'm making sure I tell her every day what she needs to do and stick to it as a regimen. You know, it's a job, but also protect yourself doing this job. And and take your time. Don't be nervous. Do what you have to do and get out of that room. So that's on my mind right now um, because... You know, I, I had no idea that she was working in a hospital. But uh, Texas, their lockdown is, is pretty much the same as a California lockdown. So when you're traveling from uh, L.A. to Cal- uh, California to Texas, before you get there, probably, what, 20 minutes before landing, they tell you that you're going to be signing a form if you're staying in Texas. So you'll be given an address where you stay at. You'll be also... Uh, letting them know by dates how long you're going to be staying. And um, I guess they keep track of your visit and how long your visit there is uh, in that state. So if anything go wrong, if you get sick coming here and you go to the the hospital, that uh, that may be their way of tracking, making sure of who's coming in, who's coming out, who's healthy coming in, who's healthy coming out. And they're just making sure that no one's sick coming in, no one's sick leaving out of here. They just want to keep track of that. So I think that's a good idea to keep uh, track if you're coming into that state and you're staying for a few days or a week or so. So that's a good thing to uh, give out that information. Um, Other than that, I'm not sure about other states, but I'm pretty sure that they are doing it in other other states. But uh, more so... uh, the weather condition is okay, but I've been dealing with a lot of allergies too. So, you know, you're talking about a, a dry climate state. California's dry climate, Texas a dry climate. So, I mostly deal with a lot of allergies. Um, I remember uh, when I stayed in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, my doctor uh, told me that uh, you know your sinuses would be much better. And my allergies would be better if I if I moved to, to Texas or back toward South. And I'm like, uh, no, because I had the most difficulties uh, dealing with my allergies and uh, my sinuses down there because of how dry the climate was. So that wasn't so much uh, help for me. But I resided in Texas and I resided in California as well. So... You know, there's a give and take when you travel because your immune system does change based on uh, different states. Um, I remember uh, within within Texas, they said that uh, you have to eat the honey 
the honey that's uh, actually uh, where the bees uh, uh, go from pollen to pollen, but they said that you have to eat the honey that's made within that state because uh, that honey will help uh, your immune system get used to the pollen that's in that state. So I tried that in Texas, and I also tried that in California. Uh, I went in California. I went to this uh, small uh, uh, store. Uh, it was a local uh, private-owned store um, where this person sold uh, herbs, and they sold these types of, of honey. It almost looked like a beehive honey. And uh, they would tell you that uh, it looked like a jam. So they would tell you that you take it, you put it on a slice of bread, spread it on a slice of bread and eat it. And that would help your body um, get immune to the uh, the pollen. And, you know, when I was in California and I tried that, that didn't work so well either. So, you know, I, I'm I'm thinking maybe this is just a lot of global warming because within both states, you can see the pollen out on the cars. So you got a lot of pollen going on. And then you don't have a lot of rain. A lot of dry climate weather. A lot of pollen sticking to your cars. Blowing in the air. No rain. That's just a, a, a setup for just bad allergies the year round. Because, you know, both states, they don't rain in much. Texas may get more rain than California. Because sometimes you can go... Uh, six months without no rain. No rain. Lately, they've been getting rain within the spring season, but you're talking about, you know, the seasons. You know, you're talking about that summer season where not much rain is really dropping, you know. It'd be raining here, but as you move five minutes down the street, it stops. In another spot, it's not as dry as sunny. So that's how weird it is. But, um, so that's what I'm still dealing with, too. Uh, I'm going to try the honey thing again, uh, and this time I'm going to try it until I complete the whole, uh, jar and see will that help, uh, with my, uh, my allergies. I believe that honey is supposed to, uh, help with your immune system, like fight off any allergies or just build your immune system up where you're able to handle it in a, uh, easy way than a stuffy nose and, a itchy throat and watery eyes you know how the allergy goes but um so we're still looking into um uh, some of these press conferences that uh, donald trump has been having and you know like i said they're they're pounding them each day that he has a conference you know they're going over information and previous things that he said and like i said you're, you're still fighting this man and you need to let this president do his job and focus on the things that he needs to do for the country instead of just badgering him about uh, certain things. It's just not going to happen. And the world needs to know that you guys, the news media has been pounding him since he got in office. So it's kind of hard in real life to do your job when somebody's up your ass every day. Uh, I'm not giving Trump all the, the praises, but at the same time, you know, let the man do his job. You couldn't get him on the Russia. You couldn't get him uh, on this impeachment for trying to um, have him to investigate Biden within um, Ukraine. So just give the guy a break so he can do his job. Because what you guys have done, the news media has done, you're setting this guy up to be voted in office again. 
This is all it's been. You're making it easy for him to get voted in. It's going to be easy. This is going to be not even probably. He may win by so little. But let the guy do his job. Because right now, a lot of people have lost family members from this virus. A lot of them have. And the thing is that it does affect your breathing. And um, you do get this crazy fever. So he needs to do his job. And the scientists, CDC, them need to do their job and get on this, making, creating a vaccination that would, you know, help the world. I myself have not taken a vaccination for probably over 10 to 12 years because I've always believed that my immune system should be able to fight certain elements off. Uh, I'm not saying I'm invincible. But the flu shot is just something I've never really believed in. I believe that if me coming into this world, you know, I know they give infant shots when they come in to, you know, make sure that they don't, you know, get any measles or chicken pots. I understand that. But the older you get, you start to realize, you know, some things. And sometimes, you know, you try life out and see uh, what works for you. You know, nothing wrong with trying things other people ways of how they show you and teach you. But as you get older, you want to learn how to do some things on your own. You know, you want to experiment some things and see how it works out for you instead of being told what to do. So, you know, for over 12 years, I've gotten by with my flu with not having the flu much. I would probably get the flu probably once out of a year, and that was it. And I never had a problem. So it's just as well as getting a flu shot. Some people will say, well, I got the flu shot, and then I had the, the flu one time, and I didn't have it no more. Well, the same thing with me. Everybody's immune system is different, you know. I believe in that being born into this world, you already have been blessed with uh, a built-in immune system, a safeguard within yourself, protecting yourself from germs, because you're breeding bacteria and these microorganisms are floating around that we can't even see every day and your body breathes in as well as breathe it out so if anything enter your body your body's gonna fight the best way it can to defend to keep you alive and if any other case it saves you enough time to get yourself to the hospital when you feel like your body is not doing so well so your body will fight. Now, anything new, like with these vaccinations, you know, they know that a virus is going to be coming when flu season comes. It's almost similar to hurricane season. They prepare you and let you know that, hey, the, uh, there's a big storm coming. You guys need to get out of town. I understand that, too. But, you know, with the flu season, they they, they give us warnings, but... Um, this year, last year, this has just been weird because this coronavirus has been out for a long time. They've known about this virus and nobody has made a vaccination for this. You have a vaccination for the flu. You have a vaccination for the measles, the chicken pox, all these preventatives. But not this virus here. It's just weird how this just came. And how it just jumped all over the world and, and killed people. It's just weird. Call it conspiracy.
Maybe it is a little conspiracy about it because some of us just don't understand. And when your mind intakes this all and you, you're trying to understand it and if, if it's not processing through, that's that, that sixth sense of yourself that you're trying to figure it out on your own. You're trying to understand this. Maybe you can be slow at understanding and maybe it takes a little time, but this just doesn't seem right. Because this spread it all over so fast. Within weeks, four to five weeks, this place, places all over the world, small towns, big towns. This virus has hit every city, every country. And it has killed people. And in some cases, a lot of people have gotten this virus. And... It's, it's the idea of how is it spreading so fast. I mean, everybody didn't travel to China. We all didn't do that. Some of the small rural towns that I know for a fact that none of these people travel out of this town and country. And out of their own state, the regions, none of them. They would even net, never stay, barely set foot two miles down the street. Small towns that I know, places I believe been raised at before, and the virus shows up there. I did have a death in the family, so it's real. But how did it spread so fast? How did it get into these towns and cities like this? How is it more more than human contact? What else could it be? Is the question. We're all wearing masks every day. This virus has made everybody OCD because we don't know if we're going to get it and we're protecting ourselves. We can't trust the people in front of us. You touch something, I'm wiping where you touch that. That's how bad it has gotten. And this is going to be a stigma in our brain for a while because it's been there. We've been dealing with it. It's been fear, it's been scary, it's just been something that has became a part of our lives now. And this prepares us for anything else that's going to come into this world. We have to be prepared now. With all the food shortage of food in the grocery stores and paper towel and tissue is missing, hand sanitizers, now we definitely have to uh, prepare ourselves. You know, they have changed us in a lot of ways they have changed us so I hope that we can be better prepared for ourselves now because we cannot trust them if they didn't come up with a vaccination and Bill Gates was talking about coronavirus around 2015 and look what we're dealing with right now we have to start preparing ourselves for, for anything that we feel like may happen in the world the Bible speaks of this, a plague coming to the world that kills people. Death comes, Trojan horse. This is biblically in the Bible. So we have to be prepared. And we have to change some things in our lives. You got these entertainers on Instagram uh, trying to entertain us trying to uh, keep us alive, 
But where were these entertainers then? We support them all the time. We support their movies. We support their music. And now their lives are at a halt where they can't make money. So now they have to come closer to the fans now. Instagram. Some are fighting, getting into it with each other. A lot of crazy things are happening on social media. So that's how the world is when you are put at a halt and a still in your life. You start to see people react. These are the changes in our lives, and this is what we have to, you know, deal with. And this prepares us to either be better or be worse. So let's try to get through this the best way we can. And let's just um, pray because we're going to need a lot of prayers to get through this and hope that um, we become a better nation and become better towards mankind, towards each other. Women and men, all humankind, become better at treating each other a lot better because these material things that we have right now, they don't mean shit. We've been placed to stay in our homes with our family. And that's the most important thing, your family. Anything outside of your family is separation. We can listen to them, we can believe them. But when you're around your family, where's your faith at? Of securing and making sure that we tell our own family members that things are gonna be okay. We have to be supportive towards each other as a family. We support everything else outside of us. So this virus is a bad thing, but sometimes it can become a good thing. It either brings us close together or it's gonna separate us more. What's mine, what's yours? It has brought us together, so we need to stick together beside each other and get through this. That concludes Tell the World Podcast. You guys have a blessed Monday morning.